showed my entire boobs to 8,000 people this morning on Instagram stories. I did see that. I mean, I didn't see Did you see, see the, the boobs? I didn't see the boobs. I'll send I saw, you the video. I saw the reaction to the, bo- to the boob I'm video. I'm so... I cannot believe... I, what the fuck? I like actually... I Maybe I'm like... I'm like... What the fuck is wrong with me? But the good news is if someone wasn't looking at your face and they saw your boobs, you have nice boobs. I know. <laughs> hey. Hi. Good how morning. Good. How are you? It's, not, it's the afternoon here. It's 4 p.m. I know. But Do it's you? not even it's not even morning here. I don't know why. Why you said morning? I said good morning because I was trying to pretend like we were just seeing each other for the first time when the truth is like we've done 50 other things already today. We've already done 50 other things. It's, <laughs> we've already guys, we've already spent an entire lifetime together. And now and then I was like, and I can't, I don't have time. I don't have that much time for this podcast today. So Casey's like, oh, that's okay. Whatever. Um <laughs> So guys, you're not getting a three-hour fucking opus today. <laughs> Which you already know because you see the time right when you open it on your, on sure. your little pocket If I listened computer. to podcasts, I would probably know that too. <laughs> but we're, it's going to be a good one. We have a great guest today, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who's so fun. We love. And, uh, and I like he really, he really gives it up, you know? He really tells you some things. He does. He does so, tell you some things. I like he's it. Also he's also just, I really like him a lot. He's just wonderful. He's always game to have fun. And uh, we obviously already had the conversation with Jesse. That's how I can tell you that he told us some things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I... Look forward to listening to it because I don't remember. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Well, I was in a different place. I'm in New York now. I know. You were in LA when we did the interview with Jesse, but now you're in New York and Mm -hmm. you have a charity event to attend. uh, It's not charity. It's, 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 I mean, it's a fundraiser for... Andre Turney, who's running for Congress okay. in Arizona. He's married to one of my closest friends, Stephanie, aka I call her Penelope, because <laughs> when Emily and I met her and we lived next door to her in our early 20s, we could never remember her name. And I said she looked like she would be a Penelope. And so okay. then we just called her Penelope. And Penelope and her roommate uh, could were in law school and they could afford HBO. And so we would go over there Sunday nights and watch Sex in the City with them. Of course. Um, and then at some point, we became really good friends with Penelope. And we had to fess up that we called her Penelope behind her back. And then she decided she loved it. And she wanted us to call her Penelope. Oh, so, that's good. Well, yes. But you know. her name is actually Stephanie. And her husband, who she started dating when she lived next door to me and Emily, uh, when he was also a law student, I believe. Yes. I believe he was a law student at that point as well. Um, her husband is running for Congress in Arizona in my the district I grew up in, District 1, and he is running against the horrific David Schweikert, like literally has been indicted on charges, this guy. Wow. And still, still in Congress. Wow. Still just there. Lord, give me Fuck, the confidence man. of an of a already of a corrupt, indicted. Of a corrupt white man. 
congressman who's like, yeah, but people still like me. I'm gonna, I don't. I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it again. Anyway, I don't think Andre's people a, will mind. Andre's well, in New York, great. and I am in New York, and uh, I was supposed to do the rescheduled book event for um, my friend Andrew Rannells, but now they're just shelving the <laughs> the book talk. And Andre was like, "Can you do this thing instead?" I mean, not instead, but he was like, "Can you do this thing?" And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be there. And I'm not well, doing good. this book thing now. So That's what here we you're go. Doing. You've um, been a little a little busy. I've been busy. I mean, I it was, yeah, it was my birthday. You know, we had a lot of talk leading up to my birthday about how not looking forward to it I was. Um, but then I had a really great birthday, thanks to you and Emily Beebe and Simran and Mark and my kids and Constance and Russ and Robin and all my friends who showed up. Gillian. Oh, Gilly. It's so nice to see Gillian. So good to see her. Your husband, your sons, Alan, <laughs> his friend. I mean, just everybody, guys. Just, Scott. Just everybody. Ashley. <laughs> you guys, why are we just naming people that we're, were just at naming. my party? <laughs> this is, we can stop now. This is not good <laughs> podcasting. But anyway, I flew back. My birthday was great. And I do, I want to talk about Marcella Kroll gave me a birthday reading as a gift. It was so lovely of her and so generous. And she did a familiar reading with me and Gina. And it was like the greatest thing of all time. And I feel like you should do one with the girls. I do. I do think oh you should. Oh my God. So in case, just to fill you guys in, Marcella Kroll, who you guys remember from our podcast, you may know from such places as this podcast <laughs> several several weeks ago. Marcella um, does readings with people's familiars, with their animal companions. And so it's like a tarot reading. And she's also very intuitive. Like she's an intuitive as well. And, you know, there's like things that medium, almost like medium-esque, like, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So um, the reading was amazing. And I found out so many things about Gina, some of which I kind of knew. And it was really interesting to hear them like reflected back that Gina wanted me to know these things. Yeah. So one of the things that she said that like I have never talked about ever and I just like have always known is that Gina's afraid of water. Mm -hmm. And she needed us to know that she has a phobia of water. And so the pool made her very nervous at the house in LA. She's very nervous about water. And... um cricket makes her feel soothed and comfortable around. She feels safe when cricket's around, which I also feel like is right on, right on. Um, and yeah, like she, like there were some other things that were pretty funny. Like she wants, she, Gina apparently wants Mark to meditate. Yes. Which I loved. Which and I told him and he was like, I mean, he was just so like, oh, okay. And she wants the talking dog, Matt. Which Mark also wasn't into. She does want the talking dog mat, but I think I think we got to do it. She wants to learn more things and show how smart she is. And the best thing that I loved the most was that she would love to be able to contribute financially to our family. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, she would love that. So if there's any kind of like dog jobs, maybe it's modeling. I don't know. Maybe she's heard me talk about how she's she's such a supermodel dog. Um, I don't know. 
but she wants, she's like feeling like she really wants to earn her contribute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't know where they list the dog job classified ads, but we'll look into it and see if we can get Gina a job. I think we should definitely do it. (laughs) Well, that was super cool of Marcella to give you that reading. And it seems like you really enjoyed it. And I did. I did. It was great. And then the reading for me was really great too. Um, And it was nice. And it was just like, overall, it was like a really nice day. It was really nice. Yeah, it was a nice day. It was a nice day. Yeah, it was great. Um, But my stupid... What? The night the night before, you did Thrilling Adventure, which we had talked about. Yeah, and, and you then, came to that. But I didn't I even can, see you. I know. I felt a little bad. I'm going to tell you the truth about what happened. Um, okay, so you know the jumpsuit that I wore to your birthday party? Uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed. I wore a jumpsuit yeah, to your birthday party. Yeah, of course I did. It was so cute. It looked like um, Farm Rio or something. It was like really brightly colored with like leopards it, on it. It was New Works. It was their like pride jumpsuit from a couple years back. But the night before, I went to see you in Thrilling Adventure Hour. And I went to see everybody. Ashley, Paula Tompkins, all our friends were in it. Um, And I wore the same jumpsuit in a different pattern. It's like purple with pink leopard spots. And it's super cute. And then... I know that one. I know that one. Okay. So we were... So I had worn that one. And, um, you know, and I just was watching the show and I just had on these really comfy undies uh, that I like that are just like, they feel like you're barely wearing underwear. But after the show, I was like texted busy and I was like, you were great. We're going to stay and watch the Q&A because you guys did a Q&A. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, definitely hoping to come and say hi to you or wait until you came out. Um, after the Q&A. Well, I've never done a show there, so I really didn't understand where I was supposed to go or that people could, or that I could go out after. I don't know. I just didn't yeah. know. Who knows? And and yes, and we'd never seen a show there, so I didn't really know like where you were hanging out or whatever. But here is the truth, is that I was talking to some friends who were in the audience. Jackson Public was there from the Venture Brothers and David Reese was there. And so I was talking to some friends and then our friend Craig Kakowski came out because he was talking to Lincoln because he's always talking to him about improv, which is so sweet. He's just the best guy. Here's what happened. I had texted you saying, do you need a ride home? Because I was like, at least if we don't hang out, maybe I can just give her a ride home because I was assuming you took an Uber there. But then I didn't hear back from you because I'm assuming you were busy talking to people backstage, changing your clothes, whatever it was you were doing. Meanwhile, while I was talking to people out in the whatever, the out in the in the area, in the theater, yeah, those underwear that felt like barely there, they just decided that they were done. And so like my underwear fully started falling down and then like fell all the way down. So it was only being held up like by the crotch of the jumpsuit. And it just tore on both sides. It didn't tear. It. Ju- I guess they just are like too big for me now, or they something. Lost, yeah, I, I guess. I, like I think I've lost a few pounds, maybe, and so just the crotch of this like baggy <laughs> jumpsuit was holding up the underwear, and I was really scared that the underwear was just gonna like go to one side or the other and fall out of the wide leg of this jumpsuit that I was wearing, and I was like, if my 
fucking rainbow bright underwear falls out of my pants in front of Craig Kikowski, I will die. I will die. And so I was like trying to just get out of the venue while I had my hands in my pockets and I was had my hands shoved as low down as possible. And I was just like pinching the sides of my underwear through the insides of the pockets, trying to just hold them that up. That is so insane. So I could get outside. And then I finally told, I told Eli, cause I was like, he and Lincoln went to go get the car. And I told Eli, I was like, I have to leave because my underwear fell all the way down. And he was like, okay. And so I just waddled out of the place and I was like, didn't hear back from you. And then by that time, like Matt got back with the car and I was like, I'm just going to go because I think she must have gotten a ride and then you did or whatever. But I felt bad because I felt like I kind of ditched you without a ride. But I also knew that you'd understand that. Like, I just didn't want to wait around for my underwear to fall out no, of my jumpsuit. that is actually so insane and really funny. <laughs> and I love it. I do love it. Um, that's really funny. Um <laughs> but I did not have that. I wore I wore more secure underwear the next day to your birthday party with that jumpsuit. Yeah, because I didn't notice you being weird at all with your hands in your pocket. You know, <laughs> um, that's incredible. And thank you for telling me that story because I actually love it. Um, well, yeah, it was fun. It was good. I I felt like I had like a good couple of days, and then I came back here super early yesterday um, so that. Jen and Bonnie and I could go to the opening night for Alex Edelman's Just For Us show on Broadway. Yes. Which was excellent and also um, like, like a little different than the show that he, the like, not right. different, but like it's, the, it's, it's just, it's the Broadway show. Right. I, I just felt like it was um, refined, I guess, is a good yes. way of saying it, you know, like yeah. as... You do when you see shows that um, start in workshops sometimes and then like move to Off-Broadway and then go to like Cincinnati or whatever and then then come back and then they're on Broadway. Like the shows evolve. And um, I just thought the show that that he's doing on Broadway, it's like the perfect, it is the perfect best version of that show. And it it was so fucking great. And he's, so talented and um it was also incredibly um moving like after the show because he talked about his partner Adam who passed away his yeah. creative partner director yeah. that we talked about on the podcast obviously a little bit um but yeah that was great and then we went to the party afterwards for like a second but Jen is super jet lagged cuz she just got back from Morocco and um, I was not jet lagged, but I also was just like maybe not feeling like the huge party vibes of a yeah. thing, you know. Um, and then, but I saw Carrie Bialik and talked to her a little bit. And then, your former manager, for people who don't know, my former manager, but also just my good friend, your friend, yeah. And uh, then I went and had my thyroid checked post. Had that- um, procedure today. And that went okay. Was it terrorizing? Oh, it's not. No, no, no. It's, it's just, it was just an ultrasound to check the progress from the procedure. Okay. And it was okay. I mean, I don't know. The doctor was like not thrilled, which is, I don't know, kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah. Um, but she's like also, but she also wasn't like, 
it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's it's just like it wasn't exactly she wished that it had been she wished that there had been more progress or whatever. Right. Um and yeah. So there's that and then when I was in LA, I got this like Sonogram, Sonogram, Sono. It's not a Sonogram. It's called something, but it's essentially what it is is like a mammogram sees one thing, and if you have like dense breast, super dense fibrous breasts, like a lot of times people <clears throat> like me who like if you work out a lot, like yeah. And you don't have that much fat in your actual boobs, which, by the way, showed my entire boobs to eight thousand people this morning on Instagram stories. I did see that. I mean, I didn't. Did you see, see the, the boobs? I didn't see the boobs. I'll send I saw, you the video. I saw the reaction the to the boob to the boobs. I'm video. so. I cannot believe. I, what the fuck? I like actually. I maybe I'm like. I'm like. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like it didn't. Like I literally. First of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, oh, first of all, they saw something in my like boob thing that needs to get biopsied, like needle biopsy. Right. Like I had on my left side a couple years back. Right. But this is my right boob. <sighs> but then the, the, this like, because I did it in LA and I didn't do it here. And I was like, well, I want to have the doctor that I talked to in LA was like, well, let's do it next week. And then I was like, I'm in LA next week. And then she's like, well, then I'm leaving town for two weeks. And I was like, why don't I just go to my doctor in New York who did the last one? Right. And then, you know, it's like one of those things where like, I felt like I was being really proactive by doing the scan in LA while I was there. Because I'm like, oh, I have time to do this here. But now it's just like this whole fucking kerfuffle because I've been trying. So Kirsten, so I, then I reached out to Kirsten and I was like, you have to call this doctor, my doctor, because I was going to be on a plane Monday morning. Right. You need, can you please call this doctor's office, schedule, tell them that I need to get this needle biopsy thing. She's done one for me before, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, well, we can't do it because we don't, we haven't seen the scans yet. I sent them the report, but they didn't have the scans. So then we're like, okay, we have to get the scans from the person in LA. And then they're like, okay, but we can't um, send, like, you can't send it over the internet. You have to, like, you can't email it. You have to send it physically. Uh, <sighs> which they could and have given it, you, you, they could have given you it to take on the plane. I mean, just like a whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. was a whole thing. It's been a whole thing. So now I just called, I had Kirsten call and I was like, well, just fuck it, whatever. I'll just go do the scan again. Right. At my doctor's office. Right. And then she can do the needle biopsy or whatever. It's like, uh, one step forward, two. It's all a bunch of, I can't fill your prescription. Or give you your rental car because your license says Elizabeth. <laughs> and kind it came of under yeah. the name busy. Yeah, it's all it's all just 
<sighs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating to try to complete anything when you think you're being proactive. And I just feel like more and more trying to be proactive, just it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't, being proactive doesn't really get you ahead of the game sometimes. <laughs> well, no, clearly not. <laughs> I just feel, I like, I'm like, hey, all right, uh, whatever. And it just, I don't know. And it's all kind of like, like just today after my thyroid thing and no, I'm going to cry, but I'm not crying because I'm like, I don't know, Casey. I don't know. Well, after, it's just, after showing my tits to the world. Yeah. Which I'm going to say, I, I think I can hear the frustration in your voice. That's why I feel like you probably feel like crying because it's frustrating. And sometimes the only natural response to being frustrated is to like get a quiver in your voice or cry a little bit about it. I was thinking about, because I didn't see, I would have told you instantly if I saw well, your boobs course. on an Instagram story. But I was hearing what you were saying about how like 9,000 people saw it and only one person told you. And well, then by the were, way, can I be real? Uh, 9,000 people saw it, but like only one person who follows me said anything. But right. like, but I mean, or not who follows me, uh, who... You're friends with. Who I'm friends with. Yeah. But then, but then another friend of mine was like, oh girl, I like, it was such a flash and I like just sort of thought it was on purpose. And I was like... Oh, okay. That's like, a very, that's a very modern and European take. Here's what I was thinking. Because also you came around to saying like, maybe people didn't even notice because you were telling a story about a friend who accidentally posted their vagina in the reflection of something, a coffee cup or something. And then you said, so maybe people didn't even notice. Here's what I want to tell you. It relates back to Thrilling Adventure. We went to see you in Thrilling Adventure and I was so happy about what a big cheer you got when you came out onto the stage because I think that fans of that show, they probably didn't know whether or not you were going to be there for sure because you're in New York and the show mm -hmm. is in LA. But then we were just talking about how funny you were. And Matt said something that I think was like the best compliment because uh, he had listened to the podcast where you talked about how thrilling was so fun for you because you're able to like make your own choices and like it's mm -hmm. collaborative and, but you also have like autonomy or whatever. And so we're talking about like the choices that you made for these funny characters that you were doing. And he said like, it's impossible to look away from her face when she's on stage. And it's almost like she's a different person that I don't even know. And, you know, like that's how transformative, like even these fun performances are. So I was thinking that people were probably just looking at your face for the most part on Instagram and not trying to look down your shirt. And, you know, so I, I think that you're you're hard to look away from on Instagram as well. So hopefully people were just looking at your face for the most part. But the good news is if someone wasn't looking at your face and they saw your boobs, you have nice boobs. I know. <laughs> That's really nice what Matt said. But for a second, I really thought you were about to tell me that like, I flashed my vagina or something. No, I walked off stage because there was such a big cheer. <laughs> no, I mean the place would like, there oh would have been God, a riot. I did something. No, else no, embarrassing. No, I just I feel was... like I just feel like I don't know, Casey. Ah! 
It's not about, I just sent you the video. You can look at it. I mean, it is full on, but like I, um, maybe we, maybe just our, maybe just our subscribers on the Substack should get it. <laughs> Are we allowed to put X-rated topless videos on <laughs> Substack? <laughs> I didn't know it was topless. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I am. You're right. Like that is what you're hearing. I am frustrated. I'm fucking frustrated right now for so many reasons. And yeah. I can't like, uh, 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 and I can't like get around it. I can't get around it. And I just have to sit in it, you know? Yeah. And, um, things are frustrating. Yeah, I get it. Milio, we've talked about this before, but just in case you missed it, I don't know about you, but I have so many photos and videos on so many places and Mark has so many of the kids' photos and videos that I'm like, I want those. And then Birdie has like her own, you know, and honestly, there was no like real good way for us to share them slash merge them, merge them slash for me to store them slash make sure they didn't get lost. And then my Leo came along and, um, that's exactly what my Leo does. It's a tool to help you organize and protect all of your photos and videos across the years, across different devices. And that's what Milio is. It's a very, um, I want to say intuitive, but it's it's very smart and powerful system. Uh, and with the Milio Photos app, years of photos, videos, important documents, even are all catalog- cataloged in one shared library that we can all access, and everyone in our family has access. And there's no cloud storage. The files remain private and safe. And you can search by practically anything, the date, the person, the location, a keyword. Um, It's made my life so much easier. Yes. It has made me so happy to know that these things are all there for me. Um, And I just really love it. I love it. You don't have to worry about privacy issues. It's all just who you grant access to can mm-hmm. can look in your library. I also love the feature where it's easy to eliminate duplicates because I feel like in this digital world, sometimes you just end up with like a dozen of the same photo for some reason and it's I don't. So true. Yeah. Um guys, trust us, Milio is the storage photo storage solution that you have been looking for too. It was mine. We've arranged a special limited time offer for our listeners. Get 25% off your first year of Mylio when you sign up for an annual plan. To get this offer, go now to our special URL, mylio.com slash best. That's M-Y-L-I-O dot com slash best. Get 25% off your first year at mylio.com slash best. Hungry Root, Hungry Root. Everybody wants to know, Hungry Root, what's for dinner? Not for dinner. (laughs) Is it something stressing you out? What's for dinner? (laughs) 
<laughs> it does stress me out. It stresses lots of people out. It stresses um, my family out. I know for truly. sure. Just because here's the thing. It's the question you have to ask and answer every day. Every day. When does it, it never end? Ends. It never ends. You have to eat. <laughs> and honestly, summer can be tough because people are home the whole day. You have to think about more meals. Yeah. And if you're trying to eat healthy, a little healthier, feel better, less stress. Yeah. Honestly, Hungry Root has been the answer because it helps you with your grocery shopping and meal planning. And it's not like, it's like a, it's like the best case scenario hybrid between like sort of like getting a, a meal kit and groceries. I can never, and groceries because I, the meal kits like never really work for me because I'm like these, all these little packets I'm open. I don't know. I need like, I want to have more flexibility than that. It's a lot. And the meal kits can be complicated too. Like you think, oh, I'll order this meal kit and then it'll be like having a personal chef and it'll take me a few minutes Mm -hmm. to throw together. No, some of them are really beyond my skill set. Not so with Hungry Root. The recipes are really tasty and you can truly throw them together in a few minutes, which is great because I have other things I want to do with my time. Um, I have so many other things that I want to do with my time, and I certainly don't want to be lugging groceries around New York City when it's a million degrees and humid. Um, so Hungry Root is honestly fantastic. <laughs> I really love it. Um, it's just honestly the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. Healthy yeah. groceries, simple recipes, you take a quiz if you want, a short, fun quiz, and Hungry Root gets to know what you, you like and how you like to eat and what you like to eat, what flavors, what kitchen appliances you use even, and then they it's build genius. your cart. And listen, it is truly a game changer. The best part is that everything that Hungry Root offers follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good. It's got to be quick to make and contain whole trusted ingredients. So guys, spend less time shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you're actually going to love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering our listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. What? I mean, just go to just go to hungryroot.com slash busy to get 30% off your first delivery and your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash busy. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. I feel like you have this so many ticking clocks. Have you been watching The Bear, the season of The Bear, speaking of No, Gillian? everybody loves it, but also, you know, guys, I've never seen it. <laughs> you know what? It might honestly, like if we're being real, since we're always real about things that belong to our friends that we watch, I think that it might be stressful for you because it's not horror, obviously. It's comedy, so they say. I find it more dramatic than comedic. Um, but I think it might be tense for you to watch it because it's like just a lot of conflict that makes me feel similar to when I am watching like horror, like it's discomfort that's that's similar to that feeling. But there was an episode, um, and I won't spoil anything, but it, a timer figured very heavily into the episode, like a timer consistently going off. And, um, and I am feeling that a lot for myself, but I think for you even more, I think that you're dealing with like 
a number of deadlines and then wedging things in that also have to be done in addition to these deadlines. And like the end of summer is already looming, even though it just started like two fucking seconds ago. Like we're already looking at like, you know, the fall is going to be here before you know it. And that is like a really big time for you that I think you're trying to like meet head on, but probably also at times like, not, you know, you're, I, I would, if it was me, I'd be half trying to meet it and half trying to pretend it wasn't happening. Which I think is um, normal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, frust- being frustrated is like, Honestly, I think it's the best case scenario. <laughs> you know, there's so many other ways you could be reacting to everything and frustrated is like, frustrated is the most healthy and normal reaction yes. that I would expect someone to be having. Yes. Mm. Well, so there's that. There's that. <sighs> um. Yeah. I know. How is it being back in New York? Frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's frustrating. There are things that, like, I don't understand why they are the way that they are. Like, I thought that they would have been taken care of. They're not. For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually think I need a vacation is what I think. I think I actually need like a vacation. Yeah. It's yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. You've been, you've been talking a lot about not feeling right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you've been talking about how nothing feels like home and that to me translates to nothing feels Exactly right, which translates also to just, I don't know, there's this feeling that I keep thinking of, like, because I have always been a really frustrated person myself, and I don't, I haven't consistently struggled with that feeling of not feeling at home, although there have been times in my life where I have known this is not my home, you know, Mm -hmm. which is weird because, you know, sometimes you're in a place and you're not getting out of there anytime soon and you know in your heart that it is not your home. Mm -hmm. And so you're living for the moment when you can go be somewhere else and maybe be at home for the first time or, or again. Um, But I, there's this feeling that I remember from like a really, the most difficult times in my life when, whether it's like pressure from school or jobs or whatever, we're just like, you finished writing all the papers that you need to write and they're all turned in and then suddenly you just have like an afternoon stretching ahead of you where like the sunlight is pretty and it's a nice temperature and you have no one to answer to and nowhere to be. And like, to me, that is the best feeling, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's not plannable. You can't pursue it. But every time you mention this, I'm like, she needs... 
she needs an afternoon like that where she has no one to answer to, nowhere to be, and the sunlight is pretty and that's it. And she can just do whatever she wants. That sounds nice. (laughs) You deserve it. You deserve it. But hopefully if you were to take a little break, you'd get one of those afternoons maybe. Mm. Is that ever, is that possibly in the cards or? (laughs) I don't know. Not so much. I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know. I know. And I have a lot of, like, I just have a lot that's happening that I can't, like, that's not, it's not my time. You know, like some things, sometimes you can say like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this space for myself and take this. Sometimes you're like, I don't have, I'm, this isn't my timetable. Like this isn't actually my clock. Like I, I don't. I don't get to choose this, some of this stuff because it doesn't, it's not mine. And, um, and that's vague. I know guys, but just whatever, fucking bear with me. And, uh, and so I have to like, I I don't have a choice. Like, you know, life is deciding for me. And so maybe I can't have a break in this moment. And that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I don't even know what that, I know what you're saying. And I know that that's right. Fundamentally speaking, like I know what I need is, yeah, that. But it's, but it's also because of all of these other things that are like sort of looming large. Yeah. It, that is impossible. It is actually impossible. Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. exist. Because even if it was like a nice day and a sunny fucking moment and nobody's asking anything of me, it's, it's all still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's true. And it's like, and it's there. Yeah. So. Mm. Ugh. <sighs> well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to at know. least help you get know. through? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I got to figure it out a little bit. I think I should figure that out for myself. <laughs> I think it's, that's probably part of it too. Like, I do think I need to, you know, I'm, wor- I'm, I'm constantly working on trying to identify like what it is that I need, you know? Yeah. To help me make it through. Um, I did just feel like uh, on my birthday was, it was so nice. It was so, it did feel really relaxing. It felt yeah. really nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It was just so fun to hang out. Um, and I was laughing so hard at the indoor group of people who, like you and your husband and your children and Gillian Jacobs, who literally, my friend Gillian has never been in the sun a day in her, she does not like it. She's not, it's not for her. Yeah. As much as the sun is for me, it is not for Gillian Jacobs. She I is was looking anti. For- I was looking forward to when the sun went in enough so that I could go outside because I wanted to be outside. Obviously, that's where the fun is. But I, mm-hmm. I have to, I really have to wait for my moment, you know, when there's, totally. there's shade to stand in. I'm just not, you don't, and believe me, you don't want to see me in the sun. I'm with Gillian. Like, it's not. That's nothing, what Gillian said. Gillian's like, nothing good happens for me in the sun. I'm nothing just good. bright red. I just, it's terrible. She's just the best, though. I love it's her. Like, it was so good to see her. Not just fair skin for me. Like, I've actually had heat stroke. Like, as a kid, I uh, vomited into 
a marching band at like a 4th of July parade just from standing in the sun for like 40 minutes. That's the, I remember it so That's clearly. Insane. It's the first time I ever had soda because uh, someone gave me a soda after I puked on a marching band, like projectile vomited onto a marching band. Uh, I got um, sun poisoning once, which is a little different. That's not great either. Yeah. So wait, what did you get? Is, heat, stro- heat, heat stroke. stroke is more like your brain boils a little bit, yes. I think. Yeah, and you're, yeah, you know, yeah. you're not great. And then sun yeah. poisoning is more like. Well, I'll still get, it's like, I get like a heat rash. You get like a like, rash. I'll get like a rash. Yeah. I got it like in Like a systemic. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It's, it was, it's like, it you, it's like having almost a re- a, an allergic reaction to the sun is what it looks like. I feel like. Yeah, but it was just because I was like, I like overdid it in the sun and was like working out in the sun. You got to be careful, guys. guys you got to be careful. The and you've, you've it's the burned, summer. Be careful. You've sunburned your eyeballs before. Oh my God. Well, that. Eyeballs. Jesus Christ. So don't fuck what with a the journey. Sun. What a journey. A, the sun is made of fire. Yeah, that's right. That is correct. <laughs> she is. Um, but I'm glad you had so much fun and you were relaxed at your birthday party. It was, it was, uh, it I was, was so, so happy. I was so happy that you decided to do something small at the last minute. And then I was very honored to be included because it was such a great crowd. It'll be so weird if you weren't like, truly. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're like, I'm so honored to be. I was like, you're literally like <laughs> one of my best friends. Okay. <laughs> Sure, no, Casey. I mean, but like, you, I would never assume that I would be invited anywhere. I'm like Casey. <laughs> but come on, that, that I mean, for real. Come on, like, I wouldn't. I would never assume. <laughs> be, oh my god! I would oh never assume well, that I'd I be, would assume. I okay. would assume that well, I was invited to your party. <laughs> of course. Well, of course you would so, be. You, you know? know. Let's just course, keep that in mind, though. Of course you would be, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Like I have lived a life where I get it. I a lot of things it. were not for, were not for me, you know, and, and not meaning like I chose they're not for me. Like you're not included in this. So, and mm-hmm. I've had to like, you know, well, I think, do you have like with your ADD diagnosis, do you feel that phenomenon that they call rejection dysphoria? Oh, yeah, 100%. Birdie has it, yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, every day I learn something on TikTok where I'm like, oh, maybe I have ADD, too. <laughs> like, you maybe do. I'm- I mean, we do. <laughs> it's just Maybe true. I'm like a highly functioning ADD person, but, you know. But I have had times in my life where I've had to come to terms with, like, okay, that just wasn't, like, a thing that, you know. And... I'll be honest, like, I don't think they'll mind me saying, but, like, I was a three musketeers growing up. Like, me, like I had two best girlfriends, mm-hmm. and one of us was, like, one was poor, like I was, and had, like, rough background, like I did. Mm-hmm. And one was solidly middle class, family went on vacation in an RV every year, and she was always allowed to take one friend and she took the other friend. And I, so I never went on the vacation. So this mm. is like a long time, you know. So we've talked about this. Did we talk yeah, about this on the I, podcast? Probably, or did, probably. Yeah. yeah. Because clearly it's like something that has stuck with me, like where I was like, I have a choice. Like I can just be accepting of this and this is how it goes. Or I can be like 
weird about it and like feel excluded. But like, it's just how it goes, you know? So anyway, I'm always like, if there's a party going on that somebody wants a certain set of people at and I'm not in the set, I have to understand that. I have to get it. I don't know. I just, I'll call them and be like, why am I not invited? Which that has happened before. I literally have did that you? once. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I did that to Whitney Cummings. Like, oh my God, really? Like, what did yeah, she say? Like, I don't know. She tried to pretend like it was a small party. And then I was like, dude, I literally like watched on Instagram last night. This is years ago. But oh like, God. I was like, I literally watched on Instagram last night as like just every person I've ever known that you've ever known, like a tiny, like everyone was at this fucking party. And she's like, well, it wasn't really my party. And I was like, just stop. Just stop. Like, you have to just stop. Like, I was like so upset about it. But then, like, we got to the thing. Like, you know, like, there is sometimes, a lot of times, there is a thing. I'm just saying, I'm not a person who, who like keeps it in, you know, like, so interesting. If, if it's like, if it's like that, like, I will, I don't know. I just feel like at this point in my life, I'm like very much like, wait, why? Is there, did I do something? Why did, why didn't right. you invite me to the thing? And if they right. say something like, that was like a very specific, like clearly huge birthday party <laughs> that I was like, I was like, but I also had felt like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, I had also felt like there had been like some distance or whatever. And I wanted to know what, like if right. I had done something or if it was something else that I didn't have anything to do with, you know, because sometimes right. that's the case too with people. Right. Um, right. Wait, did I ever say about my birth, uh, about my baby shower? Did I ever tell about that? No. At my baby shower, it was at, my mom had this like clubhouse at the condominium complex that she lived at and that we'd always use to throw parties or whatever for the kids because it had a pool or whatever. So Mm -hmm. we'd go back to Massachusetts and have parties there. When I got pregnant, my mom organized a baby shower for me and it was supposed to be a surprise, I guess. Uh, but I truly had nothing to do with it. But as I was like walking from my mom's condo, going into the clubhouse, a a friend of mine, like a friend since childhood showed up with a gift and she was like, I just want to give you this gift. I'm not invited to this baby shower, but I heard about it and I wanted to give a gift. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And I felt so terrible, but I was like, it's a surprise to me. Like, I'm supposed to not know what I'm walking into right now, but I didn't do the invitations. And I feel truly terrible because obviously I would have invited you. And then I was like, but but please come in and be part of the party. Like you're here and you brought a gift. And she was like, no, no, no. I made other plans. Like I specifically made other plans. That's a little bit psycho. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was. I, d- I mean, I don't know. Is it any different than calling showing, and asking? But like showing up at the <laughs> thing with a gift and being like, I'm not invited, but here's your gift. That's a little bit intense. I mean, sending- It's a- very Massachusetts. I'll say oh, that. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. It's very Massachusetts. But I felt, I did feel bad. And then after I was so annoyed- because it was like a guy friend of ours did that thing where he was like, oh, I'll see you at the baby shower or right. whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, that happens all the time. Like a guy is like, oh, I'll just see you at so-and-so's party. And you're like, well, I won't see you there because I'm not invited to that. But it's always a man. Guys, don't do it. But it's anyway, that's what it kind of reminded me of like. And it was like, 
I won't even say passive aggressive. It was just like aggressive in a way. But also like my mom would have invited that person too. She just, I don't know. She was just guessing it. Have you ever tried to throw a surprise party for someone? You're just guessing it, like who who they like the best and who they want to hang out with, you know? I've never tried. I don't know if I've ever thrown a surprise party for anyone. I don't think I have. I'll say this. It was better than the only other surprise party my mother ever threw for me, which was like, I think the year that I turned 14 and I came home from like whatever and a bunch of people yelled surprise for my birthday. And then I was like, oh, this is great for like one second. And then I looked around and it was all adults. It was all my mom's friends. Oh, she she threw herself a party for your birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then I actually I just- like that. It's really funny. <laughs> I just ended up, like, taking off. Um, Like, I opened my gifts, which were weird, like, weird impersonal gifts from adults that I didn't know. And then uh, I left with the child of uh, another friend who was, like, roughly my age. And we wandered around town. And, like, nobody even noticed that we were gone (laughs) from my party. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's really funny. It's so bizarre. Uh, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, your party was great, and I'm glad that you decided to do it. Me too, me too. Me too. It's so fucking humid here. It's insane. Oh, that's weird. It's very, very humid and hot. It's, it's just starting to warm up in LA, I feel like, and it's still like, we'll get chilly in the afternoon. It's... It's so, I know, I was not pleased about that, I have to say, about how cold I felt like it was. And, but my party was like wonderful. Yeah, it was a perfect day. It was a perfect day. It was a perfect day. Yes. Um, Should we talk to Jesse? Yeah, let's talk to Jesse. Speaking of parties, he's like a human party. He is a human party. You know him from Modern Family. He's very famous television show. And (laughs) (laughs) now he has a new podcast that Busy has been a guest on, but it hasn't come out yet. But anyway, we talk about it. coming out soon. We talk about it all in depth. So yeah, take a listen to us talking to the wonderful Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Green pan. Green pan. Green Pam. That was beautiful. I thought it was. I thought it was too. It was was slick. It Uh, was nonstick, like green pan. Except without any microplastics. Ugh. Or that that for me is such a big deal because like we grew up in the era of like nonstick pans that were flaking off into our food and like who knows what was in there. It wasn't good. Yes. And so so true. So now we have green pan. They're truly nonstick, but they're also not coated with uh, mysterious chemicals of dubious origin. But I'm also just grateful that they look cute in my kitchen. I'm sorry, Dallas. I'm sorry. That's what I'm grateful for. You know that I feel the same way. And we're like, (sighs) we're planning like a little kitchen refresh. And honestly, we're planning it around our cute green pan pans. As well you should. As well you should. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware. They have over 150 patents to prove it. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. It's very important. Why does it matter? It matters. 
it matters, guys. We should also just tell you why. We shouldn't, we really should not. But it like definitely matters majorly. Uh, Anyway, they have lots of different cookware collections. They also carry kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers. That's what I meant to get. I wanted to get a waffle maker for my birthday. I ordered myself a waffle maker. Bakeware and premier cutlery that's all crafted from recycled steel. And they have a 60-day return policy. So you have plenty of time to make sure Green Pan is right for you. Also, they're really reasonably priced. Yes, that's what I was about to say. (laughs) They make amazing gifts. I'm sorry that I did not get you the waffle maker for your birthday. You got me great gifts, Casey, but (laughs) I I can buy myself the waffle maker for my birthday. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, guys, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code BEST and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that is 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code BEST. Talkify. Listen, life is full of what ifs. So what if you try something new when it comes to dating? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find what you're looking for? They might. They might. I mean, you have to put yourself out there. That's what everybody says. But from what I'm hearing, Talkify is the best way to put yourself out there if you're looking to meet other singles that are of a similar mind to you. Yeah, well, because Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service. So it's not just like a dating app. It's a matchmaking service that's designed to help you achieve relationship success. They have trusted compatibility specialists and they hand select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively, here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner, and then they select and screen potential match candidates for you doing background checks, video interviews, asking them tough questions that are too awkward for first dates, but you want to know the answers to. (laughs) And then from there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all communications for you which creates a very safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Come on. That's kind of a huge deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash best. That's talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash best for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash best. <gasps> okay. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Present. Hi. Hello. Hi. Jesse, I don't know if you remember me. I am Casey. I was the showrunner of Busy's talk show, Busy Tonight, which yes. I want to mention a funny moment from that. But also <laughs> I, met, I met you at Chrissy Teigen's house one time. Oh God! Was it for the which party? It was well, a Super, the, Bowl, Super Bowl party. 
Okay, that was a safe one. I was there with my son, and his mind got blown two times. First, because Adele handed him a fork at the chili bar, and so he was like— just lost his mind. And yeah. then second, As you he, would. Was, he was like, oh, I was talking to Jesse Tyler Ferguson's brother. He was so nice. And I was like, what are you talking about? But he thought that Chrissy's manager, Luke, was your brother. Oh, yeah, because he's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wish that those genes were in my family. He's very good looking. Um, it's so funny because uh, Adele, like I walked in and I saw her and she's like my number one. Yeah. And I'd never met her before. And I like, I got... And I walked out of the room and I told Justin, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like, Adele's here. And he's like, you have to go talk to her. And he, like, appreciates her, but he's not, like, as obsessed with her as I am. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, can I just have a second? I need a second. And I went to, like, the margarita stand and I poured myself, like, two full margaritas and down. There. I was like, okay, I'm going in. <laughs> and I went in and I, I was like, look, I got to get something out of, my, out of the way. I'm a huge fan of yours. But then we ended up having, like, this really nice conversation. And she and Justin ended up bonding over, like, the Spice Girls and exchanging numbers. And I was like, hello, I'm a <laughs> fan here. But anyway, we ended up, like, kind of, like, hanging out with her for a little while after that. It was so cool. She seems like she's super nice and down-to-earth. And Wait, I have, yeah. to, I have to ask, because yeah. I think it's super interesting. Like, yeah. is Adele the only person you've ever been sort of like, oh, I can't do this, like, starstruck by initially? Um, or do I'm gonna you answer get your question, but I'm going to answer your question, and I'm also going to say that I'm seeing myself on camera. So the first time I just got a facial, and like all of this is great. See all those red marks? <laughs> That's great. Wait, did you it get microderm? I did not get microderm. I just had some like you know, and like I had something on my face that stung. Appeal? So that probably brought some was of it that. Appeal? No, it wasn't a peel. Are you sure? Maybe it was a peel. It was a peel. I don't know. Does a peel actually make a peel, or does it just like make your face like on fire for like? No, minutes. it'll it'll peel that, right off your face. But also, no, this isn't peeling. But I will say it's really smooth. But uh, visually, it's not the most appealing thing. But I've I ever still seen. think that's a peel. I I still think she did an exfoliation <laughs> peel. Where did you also, go? Yeah. That's what I need my, to know that's what my face looks like. Uh, yeah. kind of all the time. So <laughs> the fact that that's your face after a facial. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I went to um. I went to my dermatologist here in Studio City. But okay. I do like in New York. I like Joanna Barkas for dropping names. Um, uh, oh, you ask about the people like I was, I was, I have been starstruck by, um, I was in like the vicinity. It's always music. It's always yeah. artists. It's music, it's music me people for me. Um, I was in the vicinity of Beyonce at, um, Tracy Ellis Ross invited me to her mom's 75th birthday party. Amazing. And so that room alone, I mean, it was like Bette Midler and Beyonce and like, uh, that that's just two of like and Diana Ross many many people and, and Diana Ross and Diana, yeah. who I knew I would see she was the one I was like guaranteed to see Diana Ross at her own birthday party, <laughs> um, but Beyonce was there and um, Tracy uh, she actually Tracy Tracy was on my podcast and she told I, I made her I I, I uh, told this story to her and she's like backing it all up she's like yep that all happened um, but. <laughs> Tracy got up and said, you know, Beyonce, if you're here, if you want to sing happy birthday to my mom, that would be great. And I was like, that's a hilarious joke. I'm definitely going to use that at my next, like, you know, next month. I have to, like, quiet the room with a, with a, with a, with a you know, silverware on a glass. Ding, 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 ding. Beyonce, if you're here. Um, but then Beyonce actually ended up coming out of the crowd and singing happy birthday. And she was 
a mere like eight feet away from me. And I was just like, oh my God. Like not only is she here, but she's singing. And not only is she singing, but she's singing like the most like basic song ever written. That we all sing. With like, that we all, know. We all yes. sing, that we all know. <laughs> and just was like, you have to say hi to her. You have to like say something. So I was like, I, I, as she was, she was finished and she was walking back to her area. I put my hand on her shoulder and she turned to me and I just said, beautiful. No. Like, like what no. she had done was something just <laughs> no. that no one else no. could do. No. This- <laughs> so that was, that's something that else. was a, that was a fail. But um, that was your, love, I carried I love- a watermelon moment. Yeah. Do you remember from dirty? To- I carried a watermelon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't remember that from Dirty Dancing. From Dirty but- Dancing, yeah, like that yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. asked Baby, like a cool guy at the party asked Baby how she got to the party, and she's like, "I carried a watermelon." And then after, she's like, "I carried a watermelon." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that would have yeah. been better than you'd beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, Wait, beautiful. I love that Justin is like the pusher. <laughs> Oh, 100%. He is. Your husband's like always encouraging you to reach out. Just to say hi, to reach out. I do this thing. We call it a drive-by where I like walk by. And if they like have like a glimmer of like, oh, I know you from something. Then I'll be brave enough and say, oh, hi, I want to introduce myself. But if there's nothing, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going in. I don't need to like. I'm happy just like admiring people from a distance. Like I don't need to have a personal connection with everyone. It's totally fine. But Justin sometimes is is a bit of a pusher. He's gotten better about it. Like when we first started dating, he's 10 years younger than me too. And I made a lot of these mistakes also when I first started um, encountering famous people. I, a few of them make me cringe so bad. I look back upon them. I'm like, ooh, next time I see Kristen Wiig, going to have to apologize for that one. Oh God, what um, happened? I want to know. I want to know. What, what did you do? happened? It's so uncomfortable. Please. Okay. She was across the aisle. I mean, we were both nominated for our Emmys. So, like, let's start there. Like, I there was an e- an even playing field. We were at the Emmys. We were both nominated for our categories. She for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Saturday Night Live. Me for Modern Family. She's across the aisle from me. I'm very excited to see her. It's like one of the first seasons that Modern Family was on. And so I go over and I talk to her and Justin wasn't with me. I think it was literally the first season that we were nominated. And I said, you know, I, we're, we're such a fan of yours. My, me and my husband were just watching that character. That, that, that Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing character. And laughing. We watched that sketch like four times last night. And then I pulled out. God, it's so uncomfortable, you guys. I pulled out my phone and got like a video, like pulled up the video. I was like, would you mind making a video for Justin? <gasps> And she's like, "Oh, I don't really, com- I don't feel comfortable doing that right, right, right now." That's okay. And I'm like, of course, of course, of course. And I was like, "What am I thinking? Go back, sit down in your seat. You were invited to this party. You're already like fucking it up. Like, just behave yourself." And I was so mortified because now that's since happened to me, where people have you know wanted me to like make videos for their friends, and and you know there are times Wait, where it's just it? not appropriate. If it's appropriate. Um, I've never had another celebrity come up and ask me to, to do that. I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Well, I made you FaceTime Birdie the last time I saw you. I think that I need an author to do that thing, Dizzy. Like I said, you <laughs> FaceTime your daughter. I don't know if you did, but I also think, or wait, did Birdie FaceTime me? No, I no. We were talking about it, and you said that she was watching Modern Family. Yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. I, She's I think obsessed. I offered, and I said, we let's FaceTime your daughter. 
Yeah, you did. You did, maybe. I don't but that wasn't that. at the Emmys. It also that wasn't was, at the I mean, it even also if it was, was, I think I would have been okay. I did, I, Busy wasn't asking me to, like, do a character that, like, in the content. It was just all so <laughs> wrong. Also, I know you so much better. I was meeting her for the first time. No, I know. We're Busy, friends. I know, I've known you for, for a million years. years. It's so it, different. Can I tell you one little thing that might make you feel better? Please. Okay, so you and I don't know each other well. So uh, just by way of background, I wrote for many years for Joan Rivers. I wrote comedy for her. Ah, And so uh, when she passed away, tragic, I went to her funeral service. And I'm not going to name names, but I did hear one famous person ask another famous person to take a selfie, like in the funeral. funeral. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty, that's actually, I think that trumps the Emmys. And then the oh, person was boy. like, um, may, like maybe later, like, uh, like out on the street, but not right. like right in the, like in the service. Can I ask, can I ask a follow-up follow question? Yes. Was, was, was the famous person who was asking for the selfie on a less, I don't want to rank, rank celebrity, that, that's too yes. cruel, but. Were they on a, like, was the other person more famous? Yes, less, yes, a less famous person asking for a more famous person. So it was, take- I was, yes, is I, and that's that's the same dynamic with me and, and Kristen Wiig. She was much more famous and I was less famous and I was doing the asking. I actually I mean, don't know if up. I it agree aligns. with that, but like, that's fine. At the time, <laughs> I'm just, I'm at just saying. Time, at the time, at the time, 100%. I don't know. Modern Family was literally the biggest, tel- like, like, Mm, I don't know. She, I just, I understand. Listen, I understand. <laughs> I also think two things about this. Number one, you obviously were so in love with Justin that you like right. wanted to do something really sweet for him. Yes. And like, to me, that's, that's the moral of the story. Not that's that you were cringe, away. that yeah. you were like, I'm so in love with my husband that I want to like do this fun thing for him. Not that's even thinking true. like the three steps of like, oh, maybe that's a weird thing to ask her while she's not for an Emmy I, I will, you're nervous. Yeah. You just were like thinking. I was going to also say, know, by the way, I don't know Kristen Wiig well, but from what I know of her, she's so kind. I bet it's honestly yes. just that she was like nervous in the moment and probably oh. worried she wasn't going to do a good job on the video. Oh, I want to, and I definitely want to say she was not rude about it at all. She was so, like, she let me down in the kindest way. She's like, oh, it's okay. Like, it was, she was so generous. But I bet she didn't even think a thing of it after. I bet she she would love to see you again. And, and yeah, that's my, So, Jesse, it's interesting, like, speaking about kids, too, because yours are very small children. You have, you Mm -hmm. just don't have two small, small people in your (laughs) lives. Yeah. And, you know, we do try to like, I think people, parents who are in the public eye, like you want to have like family time and, and, and put boundaries around that and stuff. But I will tell you from personal experience that Birdie hit an age where then we're at Disneyland, we're out and about and somebody is like, oh my God, I love you so much. Can I take a picture with you? And I would be like, I'm actually with my family right now. Thank you so much. Birdie would be like, mom, they just want one fucking picture. Just take a picture. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. She would be like, she would get like upset that I was letting someone down. And here's where it turned is when Birdie became a fan of other yes. people and like other things. Uh-huh. And then she was like, and she realized like, she's like, it's nothing to me. I don't care. Like, 
You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. It was really interesting because, like, I thought that it was, like, a hard and fast rule that when I was with my kids, I would never take a picture. But then Bertie was like, I would rather you do it. But she now understands, like, what that all means. She has, she knows the nuance of it all. Like, back in, he's like, why does a stranger want a photo with you? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he um, get so a little jealous, jealous or com- like? No, he- I, I just, I just sort of, I, I, I've always shut it down. It's like I've, I've never shut it down. Ton. So I, I, I don't, I don't take photos with people when I'm with my family. I just, I just like, if I, it's okay, I'm with my family. Yeah. And by the way, everyone has been so like generous, and respectful. Like I have not encountered a single person who's been like, really, just one picture. Like not at all. Everyone's right. been like, of course, of course, of course. And they're like, just want to say I'm a fan of the show. And like, it's, it's always been a really lovely interaction. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm protecting him from. I just, I'm worried that, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's new territory for me. I've never had to, you know, negotiate a three-year-old and also a fan at the same time. So I'm just like, the easiest thing for me to do in this moment is to be like, I'm focused on the three-year-old and like, whatever's going to be best for him. But it's so interesting that, that Birdie has now like kind of shifted and I'm sure it's so funny because Julie Bowen was telling you a story recently about her kids um, are, I think, 10 and 13 or mm-hmm. around that age. And um, now they're kind of aware of the fact that their mother, you know, she's pregnant with her twins when she was doing the pilot. So yes. now they're, they're these grown humans and, you know, these boys with like, you know, hormones and, you know, they're gone through puberty and they're just, you know, they're aware of, of who their mom is. And she'll like walk into a certain restaurant and if like no one cares, they're like, do you think it's weird that no one really cares that you're here? Like they'll like call and call her out. <laughs> Be like, isn't it strange that like that person doesn't want a photo with you? Like it's weird, right? Oh my God, that oh is God. really funny. I mean, That's hilarious. It is hilarious. Trolling. It's, it's also <laughs> like being trolled by your kids is par for the course, I will say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's weird, though, too. Like, I just have noticed such a difference between New York and L.A. in terms of not just, like, people and how they approach you if they approach you, but also, like, the kids and around Birdie, caring or not caring. Like, it's way more in Los Angeles, the kids are all, like, all their parents work in the industry in some Mm -hmm. way, shape, or form. So they're all hyper aware of other parents' jobs and what they do in the industry. And in New York, it's like a bunch of finance bros and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Well and you're the, in you're in the interesting the kids, position too, where you've like you've they they they're they remember their time in LA. You've since relocated. Right. And so like they have that, you know, that they can compare and contrast the, the two. Well cricket um, doesn't really, but Birdie mm-hmm. definitely does. But yeah, cricket's like Cricket, we were. She was so little. She was just going into second grade, so she doesn't. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just kind of like, what? What um, does your three-year-old yeah. understand? Do they understand that, like, at all? What you do? Do you think? No, not at no, all. No, no, no. Um, although, like, when I was in New York, I Becca was with me in New York when I was doing my play, and um, we were in Midtown together, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take him by on in a, in a stroller, so. We're gonna go by the theater because I was on the marquee of the theater, oh and um, and so I was like, let's, let's just. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna stroll him by and see like what he says. And he was like, "Oh, Papa, Papa, Aww. there's Papa." And it was really sweet. And uh, you know, so like, I mean, that was like maybe a weird thing for him. Like, why is there a photo <laughs> of my 
pop on the side of this theater. Um, but you know, he just thought it was, it was, a, it was a sweet was, thing. But like he wasn't yeah. on set. He wasn't on modern the Modern Family set. No, no. So it was no. yeah. So it's just a little different. Like your next TV yeah. show, if you do another TV show or whatever, like he'll have so much more awareness. I maybe it's so funny because like Ty Burrell and Julie, they both had kids about the same age, and they they were babies when we started, and like you know they brought their kids by the set, and like it was just like. It was like me going to like my mom's. My mom was an OBGYN nurse. Like I would sometimes like have to like sit with in the waiting room, like wait for my mom to get off work. Like it was probably the same for them. Like this is just what my parents do. Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. Like it it normalizes it in like such a way. Like for Birdie, it's so much more um, like a job than it is for Cricket because Cricket for has never really been. aware on a set with me because of COVID and Girls 5 Ever. Like, she's never come to see me film anything. Right. And Birdie's just, like, grew up on the same. Because Birdie and Ty's daughter, older daughter, are the same age. So, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, Birdie was just on set. And I feel like I learned a lot from watching Courtney Cox and how she handled, like, being a parent and being super, like, she was... She's so famous, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like paparazzi and stuff. She was just very, and how she like dealt with it with the kid. And it was because even now, I mean, that was before there were like the laws and stuff that they, not laws, but the sort of agreement that the paparazzi have now with kids, right. which is amazing. Right, right, right. That's yeah, it'll be interesting great. to see how all this, <laughs> you know, yeah, how all this rolls out in the next few years, you know? I love hearing that Modern Family was such a family set. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, spouses were always around and kids and, you know, not, not on a day-to-day basis. But, yeah, it was like an extended, but, like, I know all the kids of my my co-stars. Like, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love hearing that. My kids always grew up, well, my, I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show and we had daycare there. So my son went to daycare every day. So, I think I'm think he's 24 now, and I just think of like I'm thinking of your son's age and how my son would be like. Just tell friends like I know Mr. Rogers, like Mr. Rogers is my friend, <laughs> and I yeah. know Beyonce. Like I remember being at a dinner party and all the kids were playing in another room and they all ran in and they were like Eli saying he knows Beyonce, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean he yeah. does a little bit, kind of <laughs> weirdly, but um. Yeah, I love that it was a family set. That's probably part of why it was so successful. Yeah, probably. I mean, I assume so. I it's uh it was it was very cool to like watch like the children of, of these people that I worked with like grow up and like I that that's like kind of the one thing I wish that I had. I wish I had started a family while I was still doing the show just because I kind of um I don't know. I, I I would have liked to have that shared experience. Um, you know, Ty and Julie. Now I did just keep mentioning them because they are the two that had the young kids when we were when we were working. I always say, you know, but it was different because like yeah, I got to go to like the Monaco Film Festival and like you know represent the entire cast. Well, like they had to like stay at home with the kids because like they're like I can't right. go to Monaco for a weekend. Oh, like that's I'm ridiculous. so sorry. Guess who dragged their two year old <laughs> to Monaco <laughs> for the press tour? <laughs> For the Cougar oh, Town press tour. Of course you, well, listen, yeah. I I would have made it work. 
I made yeah. it work. I was like, Monica? Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Birdie's coming with me. Um, oh, my so gosh. Good. And then you I got to see your actual kid castmates grow up and get married, and you officiated the wedding. I know. That's so I know. cute. I know. You all know that I was the second choice, though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I might have read that in People magazine, yeah. but you yeah. said it in a way that was very beautiful, I thought. No, yeah, Ty Burrell was always meant to do it. She asked him to do it when we were still working. And then the pandemic happened and everything was delayed. And then there was some family stuff going on with him. And like, like literally 10 days before, he had to call Sarah and be like, I don't think I'm going to be able to come. And she was panicking. And so she scrambled. And like, she, I was the next call that she made. And it's not like I could say, ooh, I don't know if I'm... I was literally already RSVP to the wedding. Like, <laughs> she knew I was going to be there. She probably looked at like her people that were like, who here can also officiate? Um, but of course I said yes, but it was a really, um, it was a lot of pressure. And I definitely yeah. called Ty and was like, I need to fast track this. What did you already, what do you already have? Like, just, just give it all to me. Um, so it was sort of a collaborative effort, I think. There's a website that you, you sign. It's like, like officiant, like worldofficiant.com or something. And they, you pay like $50 and they send you a certificate and literally a lanyard and like a badge and you can officiate weddings. Like, that's all it takes. Oh, that's amazing. So during the strike, maybe this can be like a little sideline for you until, <laughs> until yeah. you're able to get back on but set. But you can also like yeah, tie yeah, yeah. it with, yeah. your, with your nonprofit. That's because true. Because that's, that's about true. marriage. That was like, you know, marriage equality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Just really spe- roll it out that way. Just yeah, ideas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just ideas. Just Wait, so Jesse, tell us about... First of all, we have, I want to talk about the podcast. Yeah. That you were a guest on. I was a guest I on. I hope you had a good experience. I did, but like we I've talked about it on this podcast several times because I and I told you this at the time, people complain whenever I eat on this podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how Jesse's gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen because we were just eating the entire time. I'm like, are people gonna think it's disgusting? But, <laughs> but only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. We've had a few, I think about five of them have dropped so far. And um, we do kind of edit around the chewing noises. We are in my in this <laughs> podcast. It's it's called Dinner's on Me. And I, I invite a friend out to dinner and we have a conversation. That, that's all it is. Um, and, and we also talk about the restaurant. And, and yeah, it's, it's a bit of a call. It's, it's, it's a marriage between my love of the culinary world and my love of like talking to people and Getting to know people. Well, right. And, it's very uh, organic because you have a cookbook. Are you going to do another yes. one, do you think? I don't think I'm going to do another cookbook. It was so much work. And honestly, the only <laughs> reason that cookbook really went off as well as it did was because um, COVID happened. And I was able to just focus on that because it, I, I don't know how I would have juggled um, work and writing a cookbook. I, it would have happened. I would have figured it out. But my writing partner would have had to do a lot more work than, than she ended up having to do. And I really wanted to have, you know, my fingerprints all over it as well. And so I, I, I had the time to actually do that. And it's just so much work. I had a great time doing it, but I don't think I'm going to do another one. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Final answer. Maybe you'll do a cookbook based on the podcast with like the dishes <laughs> that people, the best dishes people ordered. And you can get just the stealing, recipes uh, from just, the restaurant. No, you can like right, 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 get right. it from the restaurant that you go to. Listen, I just I, I'm full of yeah, ideas. I just, I just compiled the recipes that I've already written. What is um, the best right. dish that you've had during the podcast? Yeah, so far, so far on the podcast. 
or your favorite? Oh, um, I took Jim Parsons to Don Angie's, which is one of my favorite restaurants in all of New York. Have you been? So delicious. Uh, Their lasagna is absolutely insane. Wait, but I I took Jesse Williams to. Oh, you haven't had the lasagna, John Angie's? Oh, you got it immediately. It's it's their their most famous dish. Okay. Um, I took uh, Jesse Williams to this place called Pija Palace, which is a um, Indian sports yes. bar, and it is so good. And actually, ironically, he was that was the one episode where Jesse was just like chewing in the microphone, like not even trying to disguise it. I was I very to- aware of my chewing. <laughs> you were. I hope you they were. had good a good time editing because I was like, I know, I know from yeah, personal yeah, yeah. experience. <laughs> These bitches are going to come for me. <laughs> but Pizza Palace is a really, really delicious. Uh, we, I like the place that we went to, Busy. It was good. Wait, wait what was that called? Com- Comodo? Com- Com- Commodoro? Commodore. 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 It's at the freehand, freehand hotel on Lexington and 23rd. Oh, we were supposed nice. to go to another People place. People can look it up. It was a pivot. We were supposed to go, we were supposed to, go to Shukat. Shukat, which is both of We both love Shukat. We love Shukat. And for some reason, they weren't able to accommodate the time frame that we were looking for. Yeah, so, so gotcha. we had to we had to pivot. Yeah, it was a hard pivot. Yeah. yeah, it was a hard pivot. Are you enjoying doing it? How many episodes have you done so far? I've done sixteen. I just sat down with um, Uzo Aduba yesterday, and she was mm. my sixteenth one. Um, and I have twenty four in my commitments for the first season, and then we'll see if there's going to be more after that. I've, I have really enjoyed it. I mean. I think we were busy, and I after um, after we recorded, busy walked me home. So we had like another like half hour talk, just about basically. Whoa, I'm just fall backwards. Um, <laughs> about you know doing a podcast, and uh, I think I mentioned to you like I've really enjoyed the research. Um, I've I've enjoyed like diving in and 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 um, learning more about these people that I kind of already know, but like really. Like if I haven't seen some of their work that I've been meaning to see, like the reasons to, to watch, you know, that movie or that TV series, or like read that book. And um, I, I've actually, I, who knows if that research, that level of research will continue. Mm-hmm. We don't <laughs> um, do any. I mean, something... I don't do any. I, well, you don't do any for me. I mean, <laughs> no, I hope I mean, you like, do any for me. <laughs> like sometimes, like sometimes I'm logging on and I'm like, wait, who is this? What's up? Oh. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> You've also, you've also been doing this for a, a really long time, and like it's, I'm starting. I, I'm such a, I'm such a, a student. Like I really want to like excel. It's like you know, it's it's new for me, so I want to make sure I'm doing it. I felt like that on the on the late night talk show. Like I felt very, yeah. very like I would watch the things that we were going to talk about. I would read the books. I would read yeah, the yeah. articles for sure. But now you're Larry, also probably, you're just Larry King in it every now. Time. I'm I'm essentially Larry Kinging it. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was good enough for him. Yeah, 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 right, right. It worked for him. But also, I feel like the talk show propelled, like, it it, 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 it dovetailed so beautifully into, like, what you're doing with the podcast. Like, I feel like that that really prepared you for this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I was just writing our introduction. Uh, our, I don't know why I said introduction with something so Introduction. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> um, just trying to do something writing, new. Just trying to, yeah, exactly. Aluminium. Um, I was writing the introduction of uh, the podcast uh, that you, the, the episode that, that you did with me busy and talking about the late night talk show. And um, I, I did say, like, you know, I can only imagine that being a late night talk show host is like one of the hardest jobs out there. And like, 
you were just so effortless and wonderful and like easy to talk to. And it just seems like so second nature for you. It was, it was, it was really, I, I don't know, I felt like I was getting to see you in a moment where you were just really excelling. And it was Aww. a really lovely thing. And I'm, you know, it's a bummer that it was canceled. That's all I can say. Well, you are one of our favorite guests. You were so funny. I mean, well, going back to Chrissy Teigen, Busy asked you on the spot who's the most famous person in your phone, and you agreed to call Chrissy Teigen on the spot. That's right. It was our our first cliffhanger. We went to commercial while it was ringing, and then she never did it. Go to she like, didn't pick up. But it went to voicemail, I think. Yeah, like, go to like, this number is not in service. The same thing happened to me with, with Sean Mendez. Like, <laughs> I, got to, I, had, like I, I was on The Tonight Show that Sean Mendez was hosting with Jimmy Fallon. And I had met Sean at a, at a party. And we had exchanged numbers because he was interested in, in transcendental meditation. And Justin and I had just taken a course. He's like, do you mind if I could share uh, your number? Because I'd love to like follow up. Like, like, I'd like to have a longer conversation about this. So we exchanged numbers and I think I like texted him once and like he responded back. And then I called him when I was going to be on this night show and he just like, he never responded. And so I called him out on it. And like, I basically, Jimmy found me take out my phone, call Sean and like Sean waited to see if his phone was like going to light up and it didn't. And he basically changed his number and I didn't have his new number. Uh. That was just a thing. <laughs> so it's happened to me twice now where I've been put on the spot to call people and neither time it's gone well. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> but I love that you're game to do it. You're like, listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there's no shame. There is no yeah. shame. I love it. If we um, ever get a someone... late night talk show again, I'm going to ask every guest to try to call you on the air. I think that's a good oh. idea. That's actually <laughs> genius. Let's do it for real. Wait, Jesse, is there, I, I'm sure you have all the guests booked already for the first season of the. I have no. six more. <gasps> who's your Who's your dream? Um, well, I would like to do Adele. Um, yes. That sounds so dirty. I would like to have Adele as a guest. Um, <laughs> Michelle Obama. Everyone's sure. dream. Sure. I mean, right? Let's <laughs> just shoot for the stars. Um, I I just Quinta it Brunson. Quinta oh, Brunson. That's the great. Best. I feel like that. I feel like this can happen. You, I, I did just, I went to the Jill Scott concert last night at the Hollywood Bowl and she was there and I said hello to her and she asked what was going on with me. And I said, I'm doing this podcast right now. And the first thing out of her mouth was she was, oh God, podcasts scare the shit out of me. Like I would never, I could never. I was like, oh, you're on my list of people that I no, love to have. Maybe, she, so means, funny maybe she means, she means herself. She, I, maybe she means yeah. she couldn't do her own podcast. Yeah. Oh, I took it as like, I, I took it as like, she should, like I, I also ran into Lisa Renna um, a few weeks ago, and she asked me, yeah, what, what, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing a podcast. And she goes, oh, I'm not allowed to do podcasts. Like, I always get myself in trouble on that. Like, I always say too much. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That's that true. Makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think with Quinta, I think she meant, like, I don't want to do my own podcast. But I bet you, you should, re- you should reach out. You should and, ask. And just say... Now, I know you said podcast scario, but would you want yeah, to be yeah, a yeah, guest yeah, yeah, online? Yeah. Ooh, here's, a, here's my idea. I happen to know, insider info, Quinta once worked at Friendly's when she was young. So maybe you could take her oh, to Friendly's. That's a really good idea. <laughs> that's a really good idea. Paris Hilton was on our list also, people that I was maybe going to do. And I was like, I'm going to actually take her to like brunch buffet at the Hilton Hotel. 
But the, I mean, I was going to say something disparaging about that. The Hilton Hotel brunch. <laughs> so, you don't like the Hilton Hotel brunch? I don't know. My parents love it. So just say I it. Should, Be I controversial. I was just going to say, but then you have to eat the Hilton Hotel brunch. That's like <laughs> I actually have no point of reference for it. I do. I really do. I, I, know, I know you do. <laughs> you don't like bulk You've made foods? That, you've made that blazingly clear. Guys, <laughs> you don't like like breakfast prepared in bulk? Like like a mound of e- like a mound of eggs as as tall as the I, I can see. Oof. I don't. I don't like those <laughs> eggs. I really don't like it. I really don't like it. Sundays, Sundays, dog food is a healthy dog food that's easy to store and serve. There you go, guys. <laughs> but it is true. Go. But it is true. Gina, and Gina loves her little Sundays. She loves her little Sunday. She thinks it's treats. She actually <laughs> gets so excited. Yeah, um, my girls too. They will do anything for Sundays. They, if they see me going near the Sundays box, they automatically start independently doing tricks because I, they want to... They want to get a hundred percent. It's that's really funny because Gina too. Uh, and I love it because, you know, she's got such a sensitive little tummy yeah. and they add digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger in plus disease fighting antioxidants. And, you know, they've got all natural chicken or USDA beef. Anyway, unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, no mess, zero stress, shelf stable, so it makes it easy to feed your pup top quality food and every order ships right to your door so you never have to worry about running out of dog food again. Plus, it costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money on shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your dog. We worked out a very special deal for our dog-loving listeners so that they can get on the same diet as Gina and the girls. (laughs) Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash busy or use code busy at the checkout. That's Sundays for Dogs, S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S.com forward slash busy. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Oh boy, aura frames. I love them so much. I really do. And what's so great too is that you can have multiple people can have access to the frame. Then you can add so like new pictures pop up on my frame that Mark's taken of the kids when I'm not with them. Um, I do the same to a frame that Mark has and his you know, room, like, it's just kind of nice, you know, it's a way to stay connected. And we gave them to the grandparents for Christmas. This was before Aura was even advertising on our podcast. I bought Aura (laughs) frames for Christmas because I had read that it was the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, the strategist, and it was selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. So, you know, that was enough said. (laughs) So, um, they really are incredible uh, digital photo frames. It's a perfect gift for even like not so tech savvy family members uh, because it's very easy to set up. It only takes a couple of minutes and you can add photos for your 
your parents, of your kids, or your furry kids, or whatever. Um, And you can preload the frames with meaningful memories and even a special message that will appear as soon as it's set up, which is also really special. And we did that for uh, Mark's family. So I just love these Aura frames, guys. I highly recommend them. And right now, Aura has a great deal for you. Our listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code BUSY to get up to $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling Carver frames. Uh... This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Terms and conditions apply. We love our aura frames. I love seeing pictures float by. So easy to use. And you'll love it. You'll love it too. You'll love it too. Buy it for a gift. Buy it for yourself. Just get into it. Okay, so the podcast, you just finished Take Me Out on Broadway, and now it's The Strike. Are you planning? Are you doing? Are you doing? We had talked a little bit. Are you? Do you have another a new project coming up? Um, there was something that was pushed. Um, it's, it's in the game show world. Um, oh. That's all I can really say about it at this point. But um, it was pushed because of the writer strike. Um, but hopefully, that will come back around. It's really, yeah. it's a really cool, interesting concept. Yeah, well, I hope so. It's I can't like a, Yeah. Yeah. Did um did our friend, our mutual friend Liz Banks talk you into it? She like, do a game show, Jesse. A game show. She loves doing press your she luck. Loves, she loves, she it loves it so it. much. <laughs> well, but you know what? This is so interesting because when I got I I was asked out of the blue to be the the host of Extreme Makeover Home Edition that they rebooted on HGTV. And I was like, ah, I don't, I'm not really that I don't. It was when I was just finishing Modern Family. It's like, I don't want to do reality TV. I don't want to be no, I, I want to be known as an actor. I don't want to just be known as like, I don't want to transition to like a, a host or a game show host. And Liz was like, you can do both. Like it's, it's different now. So many actors are, are juggling all different types of hats. And it's true. She was, I was being, you know, I was being too precious with it all. Um, so I, I ended up saying yes to that. And it, it was a very profound experience. I really loved doing it. Um, it's also one of the reasons I decided to do a, a podcast. Like I don't, I didn't set out to be a podcast host, but I'm having a really nice time doing it. You know, might as well take the opportunity as it's, you know, as it presents itself. And if I hate it, I could stop. But um, I feel the same way now about the talk, though, or the game show, rather. Um, You know, I think it'd be a really cool thing to do. Oh, I think it'd be so fun. Yeah. So fun. Liz loves it. I mean, she's like, you work, you know, two weeks out of the year and you bank all these shows and you get to give money away to people. Like, what, what could be better? That sounds fun. That's pretty cool. I would love to give yeah. some money away. Yeah. Jesse, we yeah. always ask our guests, if they will, to share a pivot story. Just a time in your uh, life where something either happened personally or professionally that you didn't expect and you had to just change course. Do you have uh, one? I do. Gosh. I mean, we all pivoted during the pandemic, but that's probably pretty obvious. I mean, I was given an opportunity to work with Mike Nichols um, years and years and years ago. I was cast in the original production of Spamalot. And um, I was also working on workshopping the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, 
which ended up going to Broadway. And I had been working out of town doing that for like $3, basically putting myself into debt, workshopping this scrappy little musical. And then this big shiny thing came to me and it was, you know, Mike Nichols and the Monty Python team. And it was like, absolutely going to Broadway. It was a surefire thing. And I had to, I guess, pivot away from what felt like a, um, uh, a sure bet to, you know, what my heart was finding me to do, which was this musical that I had been workshopping and going into debt doing. <laughs> and I needed to see it through. I felt like I can't step away from this thing and let someone else come in and take over all the hard work I've already put into it. Um, I just, I felt such ownership over it. And I felt, I felt like I had to also stay with it to protect the work I had done. And I turned down Mike Nichols and my agents and my, my manager and the casting director of Stamalot all collectively said, this is a really bad idea. And, like you're making um, such a you know, big career cho- d- decision and it's the wrong one. And also that he's he's going to be mad at you. Like, you don't want to <laughs> piss off Mike Nichols. I've also since read his autobiography and I was like, if I had read, the, I don't know, it's, well, the biography that was written about, it, by, about him by Mark, Mark Harris, uh, it's a fantastic book called A Life. Um, and if I had read that book back then, I think I probably would have been like, oh no, I can't piss off Mike Nichols. Anyway, I do want to say though, I, I, I turned him down and he ended up calling me. I remember I was in the container store and I was <laughs> spending money I did not have. I'm, Isn't you know, it funny when you like remember exactly where you are when you get the call? Yeah. yeah I Yes. I was in the container store on Fifth Avenue or Sixth Avenue in wait, New York. I literally took a picture yesterday of where I was on the street on La Brea when my agent called me to tell me that I had gotten cast in White Chicks. <laughs> oh, no way. Because it was like the 19th anniversary of White Chicks being released. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's right amazing. where I was walking on La Brea. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay, so you're in the was, conti- I remember where I was when I got the, the phone call from Modern Family. So you, uh, yeah. Where were you? I, I was where were you? Sword, uh, I was outside the pay, Sarah, with Rachel Draft, of all people. And I was going to a, a panel at the Paley Center that a friend of ours was in. And I got the phone call that um, I had gotten Modern Family. Yeah. And so I told her, she was the first person I told Rachel Drudge. That's uh, so cool. That's okay. amazing. So you're in okay, the container, so container store. store. So I'm in the container store. Mike Nichols calls me. He was like, caller unknown. Pick it up. Hi, Jesse. This is Mike Nichols. I hear that you're, you know, turning down spam lot. We just, I, I'm just, I just want to sort of hear why you're doing that. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to put this cast together. I'm really excited about you. And, and um, I'm just, you know, want to hear like what's what's going on. And so I explained to him, I was like, I've been workshopping this show called the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee up in the Berkshires. And it's a show I'm really passionate about. And I've just, I've been with it for a year and a half now. And I think it's moving to New York. We're going to go off Broadway. And I, I just feel like I have to see it through. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I mean, you know, it's best for you. And I, I wish you the best. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was it. He hates me. Fast forward to um, the, uh, Spelling Bee ends up moving to Broadway. And um, we are nominated for Tony Awards against Spamalot, which is the big show of the season. And at the end of Spelling Bee, there's a moment where all the cast members go out into the audience and we sing these final words to the audience. And I go to my spot that I'm supposed to stand in, no. the audience, and I look, and right in front of me no. is Mike Nichols 
watching Spelling Bee. And so I'm like, of course, sweating. And I go backstage and I get into my dressing room with my roommate, Derek Baskins, who's in the show with me. And I'd say, oh my God, Mike Nichols is here. And I'd tell him the whole story about what happened. He'd known some of, some of what had gone on, but I gave him the details. And while I was in the middle of this story, there's a knock on my dressing room door and I open it up and it's Mike Nichols. And he, hand, he outstretches his hands to me and he gives me the biggest hug and he says, always trust your instincts. <gasps> and I'm going to cry. And uh, <laughs> it was such a beautiful moment. I was like, I, all these people were telling me that, that to, to, to do something else. And he wasn't mad at me. He was completely so supportive of my artistic decision. And it meant so much to me. I never got to work with him. I, years later, I did Spam Lot at the Hollywood Bowl when they, they mounted it there. And, I, and some of the Monty Python people were a part of it. And like, I'm so glad I got to have kind of a full circle moment with it. And you actually end up doing it. But like, it was just, it really, I, I think about that story a lot when I'm, you know, debating trusting my gut because I truly feel like, you know, as artists, you have so little so much is out of our control. I mean, those so moments true. that you can actually take control of your, of your career and be like, I really feel like this is the right thing to do. That's got to be empowering. And you've got to like, you know, what else do we have? That's all we have. I'm so, um, but I'm also so impressed that you were able to, at that moment in your career, follow through yeah. on what your gut was. I think a lot think- of it was... I think a lot of it was was just being naive, truly. And like I said, if I had read that book that was written, the book wasn't even written at that point, but if I had read that biography about Mike Nichols, I don't think I would have, I would have known too much about him and his history and like just the amount of people he'd worked with and like what a, what an amazing, I knew he was amazing. Like, I, I, right. I knew who he was, like I, I knew about Elaine May, like, I knew all that, but I didn't really like, I didn't really, really know, you know? Right. And so- um, I think a lot of it was just me being ambitious and young and I'm so grateful that it happened because, you know, spelling bee led to the class, which led to modern family and led to like my career. So, you know, it all happened for the right reasons. No, I think it's like, but I also think sometimes for my own self, like tapping into that boldness of, um, I don't know what what did you I was going to say ignorance but like but like the the boldness yeah, a little bit yeah yeah the boldness that I had when I was starting out because I didn't know any better like yeah, yeah. I also I have to say like the few to, I mean I, I've had it I've been able to like recapture it a few times in my career like yeah. where I'm like this it gets is harder when you're older it. though. Yes, because there's so many other things, right? There's like yes. mortgages and kids and yes, one one hundred percent. And so, and so you want all make- I needed was like five dollars to buy something at the container store. Like that's, that's, all, that's all I was worried about. I had nothing. <laughs> what did I have to lose? Nothing. I'm kind of I'm obsessed. I just I love that story so much because I think it's a. I mean, that is a theme that we talk about so much on our show too. Just about how. The best things come from following your gut. Like nothing, it's true. Like it's just true. Um, If you're really listening to yourself and you're able to do it, I'm so impressed. Also, I love Mike Nichols so much now, even more. Oh, I know. I know. Me too. Me too. And um, 
I, I, that, that's the one regret is that I actually wasn't able to work with them. I mean, I, I would have loved to have that opportunity. And it certainly was something I, that, that is one regret that I actually, because of this decision, didn't get to actually work with him. But he was a, he was a good guy. But, but you got like his, his approval. You which had and yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. I bet a lot of people that did work with him actually didn't maybe even get that one moment of like very solid approval. May, yeah. Not even like, yeah, just you're like right. him at the door and giving you a hug and saying like, always tr- trust your instinct. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was it. really profound. I will carry that with me forever. Uh, I'm so, I'm glad so glad you, you had sharing that. that. I love oh, that. I love story it. so much. Um, <laughs> well, I know that you have you have calls to get on. You've got kids to deal with. You've got a husband to try to go track down Kristen Wig and make a video for. <laughs> <laughs> All those things. Oh my gosh! Um, it was so fun having you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for letting me do this. I'm like so excited about being on this podcast. Dinners so, on me is available. Where is my episode out yet? No, not yet. Not yet. No, no. I think it'll be like another like month or so before yours is out. Okay. okay. Well, guys, listen. If you can't stand hearing me eat, Jesse's trying to cut around <laughs> it. <laughs> maybe, you know what? I have one final thought on. But maybe yeah. knowing that your podcast is about eating. Maybe it's surprise mm-hmm. eating that people object to, like when they're not expecting. Yeah, it. so not she's so it. like yeah. it's it's because you just take a bite of a salad in the middle of like talking. I'm like, well, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, but maybe sure. if you yeah, go yeah. go into it and their loins yeah. are girded, like I'm gonna hear some eating. Like that's what the point of this. Maybe it'll be like less. Yeah, people will feel less attacked. Jarring. And by the sure. way, I, I have been telling Busy that I also think there's probably a whole audience of people out there that love the sound of eating. It just happens to oh, not God. be, you know, who knows? I can't, I would love to meet those people. I I, I bet you're going to meet yeah, those I don't, people. You are going to meet those people. You're going to meet them. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, Casey and I, yes, you are definitely going to meet those people now. Um, <laughs> Jesse, I just adore you. Um I adore you too. I asked Birdie if she had any burning modern fam questions for you, but she was like, Mom, no, you've already embarrassed me with him. I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> it was really like I don't I've I've met Birdie when she was young, but I have not met her since she's like this new like grown-up human. And I just my exposure to her is just through stories that you've told me and like the little that you share on, on, on social media about her. And it's like, I just feel like she's such a cool, a cool girl. Like I, I was just so um, <laughs> kind of touched that she got so excited just to see me. She got, so, she got like, so she shy. She couldn't handle it. She got so, it like, was really, <gasps> really charming. She really is. A very fan, charming. Which I like that is, I have to say like, I do. And I do. I don't know how it happened, but I love that she's not too cool to be like, I love yeah. you so much. Oh my God, I love you so much. You know, because I do feel like yeah, I that's important. A lot it is important. Of kids of famous people who are like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. she's just like, yeah, but it's, but it's, Birdie's a real fan. Well, but it's Mitch. Yeah. I mean, but that's because also we are freaking out like about Beyonce and Adele. Like, what right. are we freaking out about? Like, it's, you know, so true. We're comfortable doing it too. So, Tori Amos, yeah. that's mine. I always freak out. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
I don't freak out about anyone. <laughs> you you would you wouldn't like Prince? No, I freaked out about being in the same room with Prince. Yes, okay, one hundred. Yes, yeah. You yes, did, but that was it. That was it. That That's was the it. only one, one I'll never cop to. No, I love everyone too. I just love everyone. I love everybody too, but like <laughs> there are a few people that I just get like sort of just speechless. Like Tori's yeah. one of them. I'm trying to think. I think there are a few other musicians that if I were to be in the same space, I would get like very awkward. Yeah, I feel like you were so yeah. nervous to meet Miss Patty LaBelle. I was well, very nervous to meet Patty because LaBelle. Because you wanted you were like, what is she gonna think of me? And I was like, she's gonna love you. I wanted her to, I wanted her to like me. I, I was nervous. I'm sure you watched the video of Where My Backup Singers. Yes. <laughs> you haven't seen that one? Where no, my it's her singing singer. some. Oh my god! It's um, it's a it's a Christmas song, and it's she like a, a white house. White, was it a it's white, like the house white house? Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And the, her backup singers were not on stage, and she's just as she's first of all, but everything's crumbling. There's cue cards that she can't read. It's kind of like <laughs> that, Diane. Um, then uh, Lisa June is busting out all over. Yes, um, June is busting out all over. Uh, oh my god, Renee Elise well, Goldsberry and I just it? watched this together. Like literally. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's iconic. It's iconic. Oh my God, it's so insane. I can't, why can't I remember the singer? I know, and it's like, um, oh my God. uh, Gosh, I'm going to be so mad. Leslie Uggams? It's Leslie Leslie Uggams. Thank you, thank you. Right, right, right. So anyways, with Patti LaBelle, it's sort of like the (laughs) Leslie Uggams, but she's, she's, she's succeeding. She's still performing, but the cue cards are all off. She doesn't know where her background <laughs> singers are, but she's still singing the shit out of the song. Like she still sounds amazing. And she's like, where are my and then, background like, the backup, singers? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I ran into her. I, I didn't run into her. I, I, she was in the airport the same time I was, and she was with her family. And I ended up being brave and going up and introducing myself and saying, hello. And it was in the Chris, it was during Christmas time, so that video was circulating again because it circulates every Christmas for my background singers. And so, as a closing sort of like goodbye, I was like, and I hope you found your backup singers. And she laughed so hard. Oh yes! And all of her family was like, "Oh my god!" I'm a backup. <laughs> so they love the story. It's, it's, it's a classic video. I love that. I love that you made that joke, and I love that it paid off. And she thought it was funny. (laughs) She has a great sense of humor. It's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Jesse, we adore you. Love ya. Love you. See you soon. Come back a million times and have a great afternoon. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. I do love him. I love him so much. He's so fun. He just always like brings it. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Like you always know that he's just going to tell you a couple fun things and be very real. And, uh, you know, I just, I love it. I love love it. I love that guy. I love him. Um, And I love his husband too. And sometimes I run into his husband in New York, but I've never run into Jesse just randomly. Oh, interesting. Sometimes I run into Jesse. I mean, not Jesse. Wait. That is Jesse. Um, oh my God, my brain. <laughs> Justin. I meant Justin. It's hard. They both have a J name. They both have J names. Justin, and- Jesse. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It'd be like if Mark's name was Bark. <laughs> when we were when we were married. I started marrying, if I started marrying someone. Oh my God, Casey, my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm like, you better start marrying people. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. Oh I can't even get divorced. How am I going to get married again? I'm I never mean, getting married again. I'm never getting married again, guys. It's never happening. Do you really think that? I always remember, like, I feel like Whoopi Goldberg said, like, she'd never get married, and I think she's. Kinda, Did she get married? Yet? No, I think she's kind of held. Like, she's held true yeah, I'm to not that. Get, no, I'm not getting married again. I'm not. Like, there's no way. I already like decided that I think it's not for her. So. Yeah. And I think had I, I don't know, had I been able to confront my own internalized misogyny earlier in life, I probably would have realized that it wasn't for me. But here we are. I'm glad that I did. Yeah. I mean, it's weird, right? The institution of marriage. Like, what is it for, really? Who is it for? It's like war. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I feel Who like... Who is it good for? Absolutely no one. No, I mean, it's like, it, part of it, right, is like, it's like a financial institution meant to right. sort of help uphold the capitalist white supremacist patriarchy that we right. live in. And right. that's the part that bums me out. Like, I didn't right. fully understand that. And then also, right. like, sort of like the religious institutions that uphold patriarchal structures as, as well. Like, so it's like sort of complicated on two, two sides, right? you know? And then, but and then like the, a, there's a third side where you're like, but this is the society that we live in. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes marriage is required. Like if you want certain legal rights or whatever, whatever. Correct. So but also, you feel like but you gotta do think, it. But also I think that there's something really lovely about having like a spiritual contract with someone, you know, and like, right. and and saying to a person, like, I want to spend my life with you and I want you to be my person and my partner and all that stuff. So I do think it's like, I can see the value in that yeah. thing, but I think that the way that the the construct has been sort of like presented to all of us and like ingrained in our like deepest (laughs) recesses of like thinking as being one way of doing it, like just one way. And there's a one, and there's one way to undo it. And like never the, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's very binary is all I'm saying. Like the way that marriage has been, been, Period. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. the way it's set up, the way, the way it it's set up, the way it there's exists, not a lot of options. Way, there aren't options, but there's also like not a lot of room for the allowance of options for people to like have. Because I feel like even even with the way that Mark and I are have been like getting separating and getting divorced, like it's even it's just people can't fucking get like they can't comprehend it they're just like you guys are getting back together and I'm like we really aren't guys we're really but we really are committed to like our kids and and the like I'm gonna cry again and like so many of the things that we promised each other you know but it's just different it's not like we're not romantically getting back together so shh stop it 
Stop projecting your fucking needs to like have a thing fit into a thing that makes sense to you because of the fucking patriarchy. Cause it's not like, doesn't work for everybody. And in fact, I would argue it doesn't work for fucking most people, which is why (laughs) most people, most marriages end in divorce. But also like if you allowed people the opportunity to see that it doesn't mean like you're a fucking failure. So you don't have to hate the other person if they happen to be the one that like falls out of love or wants something different or isn't like on the same fucking level anymore. Right. Like then maybe people could like be able to see their relationships transform into other, maybe possibly deeper relationships, question mark. I don't know. Mark knows me so much better today than he did several years ago when I told him I was deeply unhappy and wanted out of our marriage. Like, and I don't know if we ever would have gotten to this place if I had just stayed. Right. Well, because you are playing a role, right? Or even, or even if I had stayed and we'd gone to, to therapy at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, whatever. Sorry, I'm on this tangent. I'm just like. No, it's okay. It should, maybe it should be like, um, like it should be a system where, I don't know, maybe we should like review it every few years, you know? I know. Like you go in for like a mutual uh, progress review, you know? I just think that like in our culture, divorce is seen as a failure yeah, and long marriage is seen as a success. And I would just fucking argue that like my relationship today is more of a success than my marriage ever was. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you this is that like, I, I think that I've alluded to like the kind of house that I grew up in. I haven't said that half of it um, just because. Just because, um, because it's my life and like, I don't need to share every single thing with everybody and I have my reasons, but here's what I will say. I was sad when my parents got divorced. I was because of like all the things, like I, I was 10 and I just wanted to have the same kind of family that I, you know, that I aspired to, that I saw my friends had that kind of family, but after I got over that sadness, I did not regret my parents getting divorced. My life was a million miles away from perfect, but also it didn't get any worse because my parents got divorced. It actually helped. It just, you know, it just did. And do I wish my parents had done the type of job that you and Mark are doing with each other to put your kids first, a million percent. But all that being said, even the messy, shitty mess that my parents' divorce was, it still improved my life when we got down to brass tacks. So, I mean, you know, I just... I get it. I get it. And people want a happy ending and they think that's a happy ending, but like, you know, what? why are people always trying to put endings on things? To, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, like also, stop trying I, to end also, things. Also, you don't fucking know. Right, like it, right. Like, could die this tomorrow. Do you know this what I mean? Is, like, yes. Well, that's is, what I, that's what I yes. told my husband about replacing the floors. <laughs> you could die tomorrow? Yeah, because he was like, I was like, we need to like get on the ball and replace the floors in the house. And like, we've been setting aside money and 
you know, I think we just need to go with a cheaper option and do it kind of like immediately. And he was like, uh, I was thinking we'd wait until after, you know, the girls maybe, you know, weren't with us anymore so that we could keep the floors perfect. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could die before the girls. So we don't know. We don't know. (laughs) We just don't know. And I'm not I'm going to say, I think it's unlikely, but like, we don't know, but we don't know. (laughs) We just don't know. There's no No. way of knowing. And I'm not willing to wait to have, uh, you know, just updated, um, not, not rotting floors. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I just think it's time. It's time. It's time. And so I don't know how I made this about me and my floors, but I just feel like... Because that's this, like the most pressing thing for you. <laughs> I get it. This is, Maybe this is like your, you guys' happy ending. You know what I mean? Even if people can't, other people can't see it. And that's because that's not what they're living and good for them. No, and I, I, mean, really, I really yes. do mean good for them, you know? But you just can't know. You just can't know for someone You can't else. know until you know. Right. Right. And um yeah. I feel like it's interesting that you like very clearly pinpointed that my emotion is frustration. Like because I've been having a hard time figuring out what it is. Yeah. And you're right. It is. I'm like very frustrated. I'm frustrated with like time moving too f- slow, time moving too fast. I'm frustrated with like other I'm frustrated with medical professionals Mm -hmm. and not just like my own, you know, stuff. Like I'm just like frustrated with the systems. I'm frustrated with the systems in place. I'm actually, that is the biggest thing I'm frustrated. All of the systems in place currently I am fucking frustrated with all of them. Yeah. And like, and I don't know what to do about that because it that feels insurmountable, like, and you're not obligated to complete the work, nor are you free to abandon it. Uh, you're not obligated yes. to complete the work, nor are you free to abandon. You're not obligated to complete, nor are you free to abandon it. I feel like abandoning. Yeah. I get that. I just feel like the fuck is the fucking point? Like, and I know, I know that we talked about it last year when it happened, but I like this year, the anniversary of Dobbs and Roe being overturned and all of these different, it's a fucking shit show. It's a fucking well, shit show. And it's, it's like what we it's what we said would happen. Of course, but like it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't right. make it easier. It doesn't make it like more palatable. And it doesn't make me, I gotta be honest, it doesn't make me wanna be like out there posting things like stay engaged, like let's right. fight, f- keep fighting. Right. I know that that's what we're supposed to do. I know, I fucking get it. I know. But I also am just like, with ev- like, cause it is, it's just, it's, um, you know, cause it's everything. Cause it's not just one thing. Cause it's everything. And that's what I mean. I'm just like, it's like all of the systems are, have been conspiring to make me feel very frustrated. And I'm not finding- To wear you, I, to wear you out. To wear you out, to wear me out. But like, I'm just very frustrated and I'm not, I don't, I'm not- like Sunday afternoon, 
was the closest I've gotten to having just like a soft place to like just exist with people that I like, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just haven't, I just don't have like a lot of, I'm not feeling like I know where to go for that, for soft places. Yeah. Anyway. I wish I was he- I was there with you. I wish I could give you a hug right now because I know. I know, I, you know. I mean, I I am frustrated too uh, about a great many things. And I just I feel know. like, I, I just feel like for me, like I don't, I don't feel like I'm at the same point of frustration that you are. I, I feel like I'm worried about like dropping balls or or making mistakes, um, which is which is its own thing. But I I just I feel you. We're we're all just like at the end of some kind of fuse, you know? And it just yeah. it just is really nice when someone is like how can I help you and like really mean it? You know, yeah. I was in, I was in a hardware store yesterday and there was like, um, somebody came up to me and who worked there. I think, I think they worked there. Although I don't know, this could just have been their passion. And they said like, are you finding everything that you need? And I said, <laughs> it would be amazing if they didn't work there. Well, I had questions because they weren't like wearing the store smock or anything. And, and I was like, um, actually I'm looking for X, Y, Z. And he was like, okay, we got to ask my buddy who's in charge of this section. And so then he took me and he was like, this lady's working, is looking for X, Y, Z. And the guy who definitely worked there, who was wearing the smock of the store was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't think we really have X, Y, Z, but if we did, it would be in that aisle. So I guess you could just go look in that aisle and see if you find X, Y, Z. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I started to go, but then the guy who, I'm not sure whether he worked there or not, who initially spoke to me, followed me and he was like, this is why I think he didn't work there. Because he was like, that is not how you answer a customer. If you don't know the answer, you always answer positively. That is not how you talk to a customer. You take them and you look with them until you can definitively say whether or not you have that item. And then next time someone asks you for it, you'll know. But he was like, but this is very bad customer service. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Whether or not I fucking find XYZ, I was so grateful to that guy for like telling me like you should have gotten a better answer and that person should have offered to help you more fully. You know, because it wouldn't have been that hard for him to step out behind his little counter and like walk me down that aisle and look with me and like two sets of eyes or whatever. I don't think. I don't know his life. I don't know why he didn't walk with me to the aisle. But I do think that we're all at a point, and I think this sounds like what you could really use too, is for someone to say like, how can I help you? Are you finding everything that you need? Can I help you find something? You know? So I just wish I was there to help you find something. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. 
but I am glad that I have gotten to see you and I know I will see you again soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, is it even worth asking? Are you doing your best at anything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. I think I'm doing my best. Well, you got, you got back to New York in time to see the opening night of your friend's show. I was really impressed. I mean, I have to be honest. I was impressed. I was, I like, did, <laughs> I thought that there was like, uh, I was going to say there, I was going to say there was like a 50, 50 chance yeah. that I wasn't yeah. going to make it, but I fully did. And it you was made like, it. I really did. I really made it. And really you saw, you saw our friend Otsuko there. <gasps> which I, was, I did see Otsuko. Who's like just the cutest, best. <gasps> oh, and speaking of, did you see what happened with her and her husband? No, what? They realized that they were never legally married after. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see. That was a while ago. That was a while back. It was back. a while ago, but just like talking about everything that we're talking about, they didn't but have But you know, le- Mark and I, Mark and I realized that too. Like, really? It was, yeah, it was two months after we got married. Oh, my God. We realized that's... we forgot to file the paperwork. And you had the relationship the whole time that you wanted and that you envisioned having yes. without that legal paperwork, Correct. which kind of goes back to what we we're talking about. Correct. Like they, Otsuko and her husband, Ryan, went ahead and corrected it, but it didn't change their relationship in any way. But theirs was like a really long time. Yeah, like five or seven years or something. It was a long time. <laughs> It made me think like, oh shoot, I should check. I bet Matt and I aren't married. That is exactly you probably the kind have of thing. you probably have a whatever it's called, marriage certificate. I mean like a birth certificate. You have like birth certificates and then you probably have a marriage certificate. I, don't I know. What happened was I was trying there was like an insurance for me and Mark, there was like an insurance thing okay, that, that-, I, that was being filed and they were like, We need to see the marriage certificate. And I was like, I don't know where that is. I never got a marriage certificate. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, you should get one and the like you should get one. It should arrive like however, at least six weeks after you get married or whatever, after you've filed the stuff. And I was like, What do we fi- what? We after we do what? I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> What happened? Oh, no. We never did it. So we went out to lunch with um, Phil, uh, who married us, and uh, Abby, and Emily, I think. I think that's right. That they were the witnesses. <laughs> we just yeah. went, And we went to the Chateau Marmont. And then it was really funny because Heath Ledger had missed our wedding. Yeah. Because he was filming The Dark Knight. And also, like, he and Michelle were in the process of, like, sort of splitting up. And so it was, like, yeah. just sort of... It was hard. It was hard, you know? So he didn't come. Yeah. And he just fucking randomly was sitting next to us at the Chateau. And we're like, this is weird. You made it to our wedding. Oh, my gosh. I love I know. that. Isn't that I funny? That. That's like, so oh, funny. I can't believe it. Here I am. Oh, my Well, what I'm doing my best at is that I had gotten a jury duty summons uh, a long time ago when we were doing the tour. And so I had to postpone it because we were going to be like in, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't do jury duty. And then I had to postpone it again for some other thing. Here's the thing about Los Angeles. When you like do something like postpone jury duty or when like your car registration is mm-hmm. expired, California doesn't tell you that shit. You're expected to just remember it yourself. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And so like, thank God, by the grace of God, somehow I put a note in my calendar that's a jury duty question mark. And then 
also, by the grace of God or whoever, I had also saved the jury duty summons. That's exactly the kind of thing that I like to throw away because it's like this weird, like, awkwardly sized piece of paper that keeps coming unfolded wherever you put it or whatever. It was in the drawer of my nightstand. So by some miracle, I had all the information to check in for my stupid jury duty that I didn't want to do. I know people say it's your civic duty to do jury duty, but I just feel like it's a lot. They were asking me to go to like some court that's not really near where I live at all. It was pretty far away. And then they're like, if you miss out on work because of jury duty, we'll compensate you $15. You get paid $15 a day to do jury. So fucking insane. And I'm like, who makes $75 a week? Like, you know, I mean, whatever. So anyway, uh, but by I know it's like I have to do it. And so I had that note in my phone. I had the fucking form. I was able to call and or like log on to the website. And like one thing good that they do is they put it on the website every night at seven o'clock, whether you're expected to go in the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have to check in every day like that for a week and you don't go in unless they need you. So that's pretty smart. And then um, after a few days, They let me know that my jury duty was concluded, but not before I had a heart attack because, I don't know. Like, it was on the computer screen. Like, every day it told you on the right side of the screen, you do not have to come tomorrow for jury duty. And then for some reason, when I was let off of jury duty, I was looking on the right side of the screen for that answer, but they put on the left side of the screen all of a sudden after several days, like, your jury duties concluded. So I had a little bit of a heart attack. That's a little bit of a window into my mind that I wouldn't look at an entire screen because I'd seen the answer several times in one spot and I was only looking in that one spot. But anyway, I mean, I'm just, I'm really proud of past me, whatever possessed me to put that in my calendar because that's that's growth. I'm su- I'm super impressed. I'm super <laughs> impressed. I'm and like very I didn't, impressed. I didn't have to go to jury duty, which I mean, if I had gone to jury duty, I think I would have gone around saying, "Is this a show?" the whole time because I feel like now probably a lot of people think their Los Angeles jury duty is is a hidden camera show being filmed. I mean, that would be amazing if it ended up that way. Yeah. <laughs> My jury duty was kind of amazing. I was pregnant with Cricket when I did it. I oh did have God. like I had a tri- I was on a trial. It's a whole thing. Oh wow! I only ever got on a trial one time. My trial was so boring, by the way. Sorry, mine just, was too. Mine was, was about like boring. windows that broke in a storm, I and can't. it was against like an insurance company. It's so lame. And I was an alternate, like James Marsden was in the show Jury Duty. That and, is very lame. And a woman kept falling asleep, and I had to uh, replace her because an elderly woman kept falling asleep, like on the show, and they finally kicked her off and then put me on. And then I ended up leaving the trial before it was over because I had a vacation planned, and the judge let me go, which was nice of him because he could have been like— nice of him. He could have been like, tough shit. But they have set, done that before to people, yes, I think. Yeah, Tough shit. But I feel like— um, he was he was an entertainment fan, so he understood that I only had like a certain hiatus while my TV show was on hiatus, and so he was like, "No, you got to go. You got to take that vacation." So, anyway, nice. 
Yeah, that, the one time, the one time probably that I could get away with that. But anyway, I remember jury duty and I'm proud of myself for doing I'm proud it. Of, I'm proud of you for that too. <laughs> I am proud of myself that I made it back here. Yes. Yeah. It was impressive. I was impressed that I like managed to return the rental car without some sort of ordeal <laughs> at five in the morning. They don't give a shit what's on your driver's license at that time. No, they're just like, thanks. Le- bye. Leave it there. Leave the keys in there. Yeah, bye. Get out of here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I have to go because I got to go run to this thing. You got to do your thing. Guys, do we, lo- we love you. We do love you so much. And we'll talk to you next week, which is exciting. A holiday yeah. week. Holiday week. And we'll we'll have a new episode for you. So and a new attitude. <laughs> and a new lease on life. All right, whatever. Love you All guys. Right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, no.